0: Hi, I'm Eric Glass from Workday. Welcome to the In Good Company podcast where we discuss the most important issues facing your business. With me today are two finance experts.
1: Hi, I'm Robin Cisco, CFO at Workday.
2: Hi, I'm Trish Coughlin, Corporate Controller at Workday.
0: Next year, U.S. public companies will be required to adopt some of the most significant financial regulatory changes in two decades. Workday announced earlier this year that it officially adopted the new revenue recognition standard, ASC606, early. On the first day, it was permitted under the new rules. Today, we're going to hear from Workday's CFO, Robin Cisco and corporate controller, Trish Coughlin, on how Workday made the transition and lessons learned in the process. Why did Workday decide to adopt the new revenue recognition standards early? Robin, let's start with you.
1: So there were two primary reasons why we decided to adopt early. The first was really around our product and our customers. So we had been working as a company to embed features and functionality within Workday Core Financials to allow our customers to adopt this regulatory change. And we felt very strongly internally that we wanted to be the first to actually use those new features and functionality, which meant that we had to adopt early to get ahead of all of our customers' adoptions. So that was the primary reason. And now we're in a great position to actually be able to help our financials customers adopt and really work with them to let them know right, how to best use the system to, to adopt the standard and lessons that we learned as we went through the process. The other one was that we were seeing a lot of curiosity from our investor community about how ASC 606 was gonna impact Workday financially both in historically as well as going forward. And really the only way to know exactly what the impact is, is to go through the full adoption process. So we decided that that would be a great benefit as well, to be able to articulate to our investor community what that impact to us is, and how it may change our financials going forward.
0: Let's talk about your roles in the process. How are they different?
1: Well, as you could probably tell from the last question, I was really focused externally on our customers, on the investor community, making sure that as we talked about our adoption, we could very clearly articulate what it meant to Workday.
2: And in terms of my role, I was more focused on the the technical aspects of it. So working with our auditors and our internal revenue recognition experts to really interpret the standards, um, because it's never quite as clear as it seems on the paper. when you actually go and implement it. And then I was responsible for getting the project team together who would actually go and and execute and actually determine what the impact was um, so that we could then go out and report it to, to the community.
0: Why don't you talk a little bit about how the process started?
2: The First step really was trying to figure out how were we going to adopt this. The standard allows for a couple of different options and so the amount of the work and the scope of the work that you need to do is dependent on the method that you chose so we actually chose to do the full retrospective method which require us to go back and restate our financials historically which was a significant amount of work um, but really alleviated the need to do extra work post adoption and I think you know one meaningful aspect of that was the information that we would give out to the analyst community, right? We would give much more transparency so that they could see trends and they could really understand our numbers instead of seeing what the impact would be later on. So I guess after, you know, having chosen what the method was and that we were going to, to adopt, um, the next step was really trying to figure out how we were going to do the work. Right. And so this really required some thoughtful process about you know, what the areas that would be impacted as a result of the adoption so that we could think about how we would have to go and identify the contracts that related to those areas. Um, and so I think for us, it was doing a lot of thoughtful work upfront so that we could minimize the amount of actual execution.
0: Let's talk about some of the major milestones in making the transition. Robin, let's start with you.
1: So Trish talked about the adoption methodology, and that decision was certainly a big milestone for us and really drove a lot of our project efforts going forward. What was really driving our timing, though, once we decided to early adopt was the announcement date, which was our earnings call, our Q4 earnings call. We felt very strongly that when we announced that we had early adopted on that call, we needed to be able to provide the restated, re-audited Two year history so that when we guided going forward and we talked about the impact on us going forward, we reset the baseline for growth calculations and trends for the investor community. So we were really driving hard towards that earnings call date to be able to give all the historical information. Um, And from what we've seen other companies do, that's fairly unusual. So a Mm. lot of the companies that have adopted, and there haven't been many that have adopted early, have just said, well, we've adopted, and we'll tell you later what it means. So we were really driving towards giving full visibility
0: as soon as we could. And so how did technology play a role in that process? So technology can
2: play a role in, in a couple of different ways. One is just primary, how are you going to get the information to actually do the, the analysis? Um, and then after that, how are you going to actually use it to calculate um, the impact and then do the ongoing reporting? Um, we were pretty lucky in this regard in terms of our functionality within our system made this a fairly um, easy process. We didn't need to go out and leverage any other software to to get it done um, in terms of the information was was there. And Workday enabled us once we actually did the analysis and came up with the calculations to automatically then report out the financial statements.
1: Yeah, I think this was actually an area of where we had a huge benefit over a lot of public companies that are going to have to go through this process. And as I've spoken to a lot of other CFOs in public technology companies, a lot of them are facing very large and expensive IT projects to customize their existing systems to be able to handle the accounting for 606 going forward, where we didn't have to
0: face that. What were the major challenges? Any surprises?
2: One of the, the biggest surprises, right, was trying to interpret literature and how it actually impacted our contracts, sort of like the real-life ap- real application of, of what that theory was going to be. I think one of the, the challenges for us is that going into it, we knew that we probably wouldn't have a significant impact on revenue as a result of the adoption of the standard, Um, but we had to go through the same process that everyone else would be to calculate what that impact would be, even though it wasn't very significant. So I think we um, underestimated potentially the amount of work that we had to do. That was a little bit surprising to us.
1: And I was actually a little surprised by how many myths there were to what 606 meant and what the disclosure requirements actually Mm -hmm. meant when we went out with the new disclosures there was a lot of surprise oh i thought that you actually had to give us this information or that information because everybody had really interpreted it in in their own way and so i think over time as more companies adopt we will move towards standard disclosures mm-hmm. but being the first out there there was just a lot of i think uh, surprise that because everybody had Interpreted things their own way
0: Um, because we have this under our belt as you spend time in the industry with peers with customers are Are you having an opportunity to to kind of share about those myths? Are you getting are you getting questions about that? We get a lot of questions
1: about that both Mm -hmm. Trish and I do I think as other companies are going through this process They want to understand. Well, how did you think about interpreting this part of the standard? And how did you think about the disclosure requirements and why did you land where you landed on some of these things? So we've we've tried to you know, share all of those learnings with others, um, and I think there will be, you know, a, a conventional wisdom that that emerges you know next year, and we just hope we're not too far from <laughs> too <laughs> far from it when it does. Uh, and that was obviously one of the challenges of being of being first, but there is a lot of curiosity sure. that we're. Um, getting from the external community and other companies as to, well, how did you do it as fast as you did it? You know, what, what were your lessons learned? What were your challenges? And a lot of the companies that I've talked to are actually facing fairly significant time time consuming and costly system customizations in order to make it work. And you know part of our secret sauce in being able to go so early was that we didn't actually have have to do something like that.
0: What's the impact of these new guidelines on Workday as a company?
1: Yeah, as Trish mentioned, the impact to our revenue was fairly minor. We did see differences in the timing of revenue under particular contracts, as well as the classification of revenue between subscription and professional services. The largest impact, uh, funny enough, was actually to the expense, You know, which is interesting since it's a revenue standard. But under the new standard, we actually capitalize more a variable compensation expense tied to contract acquisition, and we amortize it over a longer period of time. So the largest financial benefit we saw was actually to our margins.
2: Right. Reduction of expense. Mm -hmm.
0: So having gone through this entire process and and doing it early, um, what lessons or advice would you have to share as more companies continue to face this in the next 12 months?
2: I would say that they should definitely start as early as possible. Um, As I mentioned a little bit earlier, um, it is quite a a journey to undertake. So the earlier you start, the better, because there'll be unanticipated things that come up. Um, one of the things that we did um, that we found really beneficial was we brought our auditors in early. So we got early buy-in into how we were looking at our contracts, how we were going about our methodology, what our interpretations of the literature were. And so I think that really we benefited in the long run from that because they were kind of coming along in the journey with us as opposed to coming in after the fact. Um, so that really minimized a lot of rework, potential rework for us.
1: From an external perspective, I would say make sure that you communicate really well externally. One of the interesting things about the standard is that companies are going to interpret it in different ways. There's a lot of high judgment areas. And so take the time to really explain to the investor community and to the outside world what exactly you did and how it impacted your financials because there are a lot of um thoughts out there about how it should impact, which are not necessarily going to be factually accurate for any particular company. So, you know, just over-communicate.
2: I think one of the things that we all encourage, you know, people that we talk to about is to do a lot of the the peer networking in terms of how they're going about it, what are the judgments that they're using, what are their interpretations. We didn't really have the benefit of that, um, but I think that's incredibly useful for them so that they know that they convalesce around a theme or a particular interpretation.
0: Okay, that's all the time we have for today. I want to thank my guests Robin and Trish for joining me.
2: Thank you, Eric. Thanks, Eric.
0: Thanks again for listening to the In Good Company podcast. If you'd like to watch the video version of In Good Company, please visit Workday's YouTube channel at youtube.com Workday.